Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. McEwen Mining's Q1 2021 Operating and Financial Results Conference Call. Present from the company today are Rob McEwen, Chairman and Chief Owner, Anna Ladd Kruger, Chief Financial Officer, Peter Ma, Chief Operating Officer, Steve McKinnon, Executive Vice President of Exploration. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Rob McEwen, Chief Owner. Thank you, Operator. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Um, I'm certain everyone will agree with me that 2020 was a brutal year for us. But 2021 has started off with great momentum. Uh, one, our Treasury is full. Two, the going concern qualification is gone from our financials. Three, our exploration program is generating strong results as evidenced by today's press release. Four, our mine lives in Simmons and Nevada have been extended and operations are now hitting our target in terms of gold production. But um, we have much work still to do to bring our cost per ounce down. Um, five, with the much improved copper and silver price over the last 12 months, better than the doubling in both cases, um, we have a, inside of the silver mining, we have a silver company, two sources of production, and we also have a very large copper deposit, Lazulu's, which we're looking aggressively for ways to best advance that project. At this point, I'd like to turn the session over to Anna to talk about our financial operations, and she'll be followed by Peter, and you'll be followed by Steve. Anna, or yours. Thank you, Rob, and good morning, everyone. I'm going to give a brief overview of our Q1 results. Uh, our revenue in Q1 from gold and silver sales uh, from our 100% operated properties was just under $24 million. Average realized prices of 17.63, as compared to E1 2020 of 31 million revenues at average realized prices of 15.91. Production in Q1 was 30,600 gold equivalent ounces. Uh, predominant factors were reduced production from our 100% own lines, which Peter Ma, our CEO, will review in more detail shortly. We reported a net loss of 12.5 million or three cents per share. This compares to a net loss of 99.2 million or 25 cents per share in Q1 of last year. The decrease in our net loss relates uh, to an $84 million impairment charge recorded at Gold Bar uh, in the comparative quarter last year. We've also had improved performance from our investment in the MSC San Jose mine in Q1 2021. 
During the quarter, as Rob alluded to, our treasury is full. We completed two equity financings. The first one was specific uh, raise of $12.7 million in Canadian development expenses. And the funds uh, were specifically raised for the development of our new flume deposit, which is part of our Fox complex in Timmins, Ontario. The second was an equity financing for gross proceeds of $31.5 million. With the completion of these raises, all of our programs are now fully funded for 2021. In addition to this, we received $5 million in dividends in Q1 from our interest in the San Jose mine. We ended the quarter with $52.5 million in liquid assets, $81 million in current assets, and a positive working capital of over $35 million. We've been very busy with our exploration programs, uh, invested $5 million in Q1. The primary focus was on growing the Fox Complex resource base. We also invested $1.8 million on the Fox Complex expansion PEA and as well as on our Phoenix project in Mexico. Steve McGibbon, our new Executive Vice President of Exploration, joined us during Q1, and he will be providing more details on our exploration program shortly. We continue to manage our operating margins by controlling our capital expenditures and material contracts, as well as looking to reduce our GNA costs this year. We've also been begun implementing management systems to streamline processes and to gain further efficiency. We expect our financial performance and more specifically costs to continue to improve throughout 2021 as we ramp up our food deposit towards commercial production in Q4. Given this ramp up and the ongoing PEA study, which will have further production and cost details, we're still not in a position to provide firm cost guidance. Further, the ongoing variable restrictions in response to recent outbreaks of the new COVID-19 strains continue to create uncertainty for the mining industry. The company will provide an update on costs as soon as possible, and in any event, no sooner than the release of our PEA study in late Q2. I will now turn the call over to Peter Ma, our Chief Operating Officer. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, and good morning, all. The turnaround of our operations continues to show positive signs to improve delivery, costs, and growing production from a strong pipeline of resources and discoveries sourced organically from our strategically located assets. During Q1, we met important milestones, such as the feasibility studies for the Phoenix project in Mexico and the update at the Gold Bar Mine in Nevada. We also reached an important milestone at the Froome deposit where first ore was mined in Q1 and currently mining is progressing as planned. All operations delivered production in line with results uh, and our expectations. Production is expected to increase through 2021 and achieve 20 to 40% higher than 2020. At the San Jose mine in Argentina, our attributable production from the mine was 9,500 gold ounces and 492,300 silver ounces for a total of 16,700 gold equivalent ounces. Total cash costs and all-in sustaining costs were 1088 and 1328 per GEO respectively, all of which compared favorably to the same period last year. Moving on to gold bar in the U.S., the mine produced 7,400 gold equivalent ounces in Q1 at a total cash cost and all unsustaining cost 
1865 and 1934 per GEO, respectively. Production reflects a 19% decrease from the 9,100 GEOs produced in Q1 2020. Production was impacted by decreased mining and pressure availability due to COVID quarantines, limiting available operators, and winter weather hampering mining, all resulted in lower gold production. We continue to execute, execute improvement initiatives at the Gold Bar Mine, which include improving contractor mining efficiencies while adding more equipment to accelerate production, potentially stacking more ROM to reduce costs and improve throughput, and finally, adding ounces to plan with exploration drilling at Ridge, Pick, and Old Gold Bar Mine deposits. Production in Q2 is expected to be higher than Q1, and correspondingly, cost rounds are expected to decrease. At the Fox Complex in Canada, we produced 5,200 GEOs in Q1 at a total cash cost and all-in sustaining of 1,262 and 1,560 per GEO, respectively. Mining at Black Fox has begun transitioning to the firm deposit, where progressive ramp-up is planned and commercial production is expected in Q4. Cost rounds are expected to decrease as we ramp up. There are an estimated 111,000 gold ounces in the life of mine plan, plan at Thurum, with more underground exploration drilling planned, aiming to extend the deposit near existing and planned mine. In Q1, work progressed on the expansion PEA for the Fox Complex. We are targeting improved production and cost profiles, leveraging the potential for operational synergies through shared resources and infrastructure. The results of the PA are expected to be released towards the end of Q2. At El Gallo in Mexico, uh, we produced 1,300 gold equivalent ounces from residual leaching. Operations were disrupted in March by a demonstration at the mine entrance by some of the local community members. There was overwhelming support for the company, shown by the majority of the community, which helped resolve the situation, and a new 10-year agreement was reached with the communities. At Los Azulis Copper Project in Argentina, Q1 work continued with preliminary engineering and developing of a cost estimate to advance the proposed low-altitude all-year access road. Throughout the remainder of the year, work will continue on baseline studies related to flora, fauna, surface water quality, and archaeology as required by the environmental and mining authorities. An estimate for a bankable feasibility study is being prepared and currently under review by the company. In addition, work will continue to identify opportunities to improve the economics of Los Azulis with bulk ore sorting technologies and other value-add alternatives. I will now turn the call over to Steve McGibbon, the Executive Vice President of Exploration. Thank you, Peter. During Q1, we raised $5 million on exploration drilling. We invested $5 million on exploration drilling and other exploration work, with the primary focus on growing the Fox Complex resource base. We remain focused on our principal exploration goal of cost-effectively discovering and extending gold deposits adjacent to our existing operations to contribute to near-term gold production. At San Jose, the 2021 exploration budget is $10 million on a 100% basis, 
the, the 2.3 million being spent in Q1. Recent exploration results generated by our partner and mine operator have been encouraging, including an outstanding result from the Escondita vein of 62.5 grams per ton gold at 5,571 grams per ton silver over two meters. Some 1,400 meters of drilling were completed at Escondita and Telkin targets in Q1. Escondita will see a further 1,000 meters of drilling in Q2. At Goldbar in USA, an updated resource and reserve estimate were completed. $0.9 million were spent from the $5 million exploration budget during the quarter, which is focusing on testing near mine targets and further defining oxide resources on the neighboring Tonkin property. Drilling activities were focused primarily on the ridge deposit, in part to provide improved density and metallurgical data. Near mine exploration during Q1 has delivered encouraging results from the North Ridge target. The ridge-oriented drill core program successfully confirmed mineralization, locally increasing the average grade of existing resource model blocks and extending mineralization into new areas. Exploration initiatives are continuing at Ridge, where this phase of the 2021 program consists of 20 reverse circulation holes and seven oriented core holes. Early stage geological evaluations are underway at the old gold bar mine in Q2. At the Fox Complex in Canada, exploration activities ramped up in Q1 following the funding received from our flow-through share programs, which are being used to expand high potential target areas eligible for Canadian exploration expenditures. Exploration work has been the primary focus on growing the Fox Complex resource base. During Q1, drilling at the Black Fox mine continued to return, encouraging high-grade intercepts at depth. Underground drilling is being completed to identify additional mineralization adjacent to the Black Fox ore body where mineralization remains unconstrained in multiple directions. The stock west mineralized body was discovered in mid-2019. In 2020, exploration activities were focused on follow-up drilling. As our press release outlined this morning, 57 holes have been completed since August 2020. A portion of these do have assays pending, including some that contain visible gold. Initial results suggest the potential to define an important new zone of mineralization 500 meters or about half a mile from our stock processing facility. In Q1, we spent $3.4 million of a total $9 million exploration budget for the Timmins area. We contracted four drills uh, at stock to increase the density of our intercepts needed to develop a 3D model to generate an initial resource estimate for Stock West and to test and confirm <coughs> historical drill results below 300 meters of Stock mean. A total of 58,000 feet or 17,700 meters of surface exploration drilling was completed at Stock West and Stock mean 
with the primary focus at the stock rest mineralized zone. Together with the PDA for the expansion of the Fox complex that will be released in Q2, we will update the resource at Stock East and will produce a maiden resource at Stock West. Surface exploration is continuing at the stock property with four drills at Stock West and one drill at the historic stock mine. That concludes the exploration presentation and we'll now open the call to questions. Before we open the call for questions, I'd like to ask everyone, um, we have a communication link that is a little fragile. So if I could ask you to state your questions clearly and slowly, it'd be helpful. Um, but before I ask you to ask questions, I just want to thank Anna, Steve, and Peter for their, uh, their statements and assessment of where we are. Um, we've, um, we can expect for the balance of this year to get more exploration results throughout the year. Um, we have large land packages in major gold districts of Timmins and Nevada. And we're also in an emerging gold silver district in southern Argentina, where San Jose mine is. Um, the expansion plans for our Timmins operations, where we have 3 million ounces in the indicated category, will be released at the end of Q2. And this is doubling of the silver and copper prices in the last 12 months. When you look at the silver mining, we have a silver company inside it, two operations delivering silver, um, the San Jose Mine and the Phoenix Project in Mexico, and our large Los Angeles Copper Project. We are aggressively pursuing two alternatives right now to uh, advance that project. Um, it a, it's very sensitive to the price of copper, and um, we're looking to monetize that value in the optimal way we can. So, and I would expect a decision there in the next um, few months. So now I'd like to entertain your questions, please. Operator, please open up Q&A. As a reminder, to ask a question, you will need to press star followed by the number one on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Your first question comes from the line of Heiko F. Ile from HCW. Your line is open. Hey, hey there. Uh, thanks for taking my question. You all hope, hope everyone is, uh, is doing well. Uh, two quick ones for you. In regards to the strong drilling results today at the Southwest, I mean, it looks like you have several asset results for holes. And in your words, not mine, some which contain visible gold, but are still pending. Um, any idea how long it'll take for these results? And more importantly, have you encountered any uh, result at Stockwest or anywhere else for that matter um, that have changed your focus of drilling for that respective site over the remainder of the year? It looks like some, some more assayed gold bar pending as well. Yeah. Um, Peter and Steve, would you care to answer Heiko's question? 
Yeah, I can uh, I can chime in first on that. Um, with respect to the drill results pending, uh, we expect to be getting a steady stream of results um, over time, and uh, we are seeing that there is uh, constraints at um, assay labs right now that are are making that turnaround time not not as uh, as as quick as we would like it to be, and we're working on opportunities to try to mitigate uh, that somewhat. But um, in general, the results that we've gotten um, haven't changed our focus or our priorities, which uh, ultimately are being driven by the um, by the plan and uh, the results that will be presented in the PPA. Uh, Peter, perhaps you want to chime in? Yes, I, I would concur with Steve. Um, hi, Heiko. At, at the Fox Complex, we're drilling Stock West, Stock Main, Whiskey Jack, 147 Contact Zones, and Gibson's. Gibson has an existing decline, uh, which we would probably use to access uh, the Whiskey Jack and the North End there, Contact and uh, 147. So those were all in the plan. Um, very promising, encouraging results, uh, confirming the geologic uh, interpretations and our business cases for the PA. Uh, over at Goldbar, uh, Ridge was our number one target, so uh, um, we've got some great results there. We'll continue drilling there. Um, the next one we're going to be targeting after that is uh, the old Goldbar mine, and uh, targeting analysis is underway there, and then Tonkin will follow, and then we'll also do some follow-up drilling and pick. So um, continuing to follow the plan and uh, really encouraging results. Uh, thanks for that comprehensive answer. And just a quick clarification with uh, Dalio, um, obviously you're saying that cash costs and all staining are no longer key metrics that you're using, which makes sense. Um, so you're no longer relying on disclosing cash costs, all staining costs, or really anything else. Is there another metric that you would be willing to disclose or any more guidance you can give to us in regards to helping us estimate the cash flow from the site for the rest of the year? And any idea with a duration of how long um, you know, this becomes a disposable asset? Or how long it stays a disposable asset, rather? Uh, yeah, so Heiko, this is Anna. Thanks for the question. Um, we do provide some costs uh, with respect to El Gallo. I think it's an domain and certainly happy to take this offline with you as well. Um, you know, the, the cost to keep El Gallo open um, is important as we look to kind of strategically decide what to do with that asset. That, that will come in probably the next couple of months. Uh, we continue to have a, a workforce there that we're keeping. We are permitted there to, to start our operations. Um, so in terms of cash flow, I, I would say we're, we're pretty much break even in terms of the care maintenance, but we do continue to sort of invest in keeping uh, El Gallo along uh, until a formal decision uh, is, is made by the company on being strategic with the asset. Excellent. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thanks, Victor. Your next question comes from the line of Jake Sikelski from Alliance Global Partners. Your line is open. Hi, Robin team. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, just staying in, in Mexico, um, a quick que question on Phoenix. 
Um, I'm just curious where it stands from a capital allocation standpoint, um, you know, and, and if you guys have any plans uh, to move forward with the development decision there, or just sort of your thoughts around that. Hi, Jake. It's Anna. I can take Jake. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. Um, so at, at the moment, we are, um, again, just evaluating strategic options. We will probably come to a decision uh, on that asset in terms of how we will fund it and what the next steps are in the next couple of months, um, if not sooner. Rob, I didn't know if you had anything further to add on that. No, that's covered, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Well. Okay, so that, that's probably a, a mid-year type event that we'll, we'll see something out of that event. That's correct, Jake. Um, and then just switching over to Black Fox and the Timmins region in general, um, the hub and spoke strategy seems like it's coming together with Froom coming online. Um, but do you think there's additional M&A opportunity in the region? Um, or are you guys sort of comfortable with the assets in, in the land that you have there now? Um, you know, and, and, uh, until our currency is stronger, um, we're, in, we're looking at building our base on it, making it solid before we think of stepping out. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, that's all on my end. I'll hop back into you. Thanks. Thank you. Your next question comes from the line of Joseph Rigo from Roth Capital Partners. Your line is open. Morning, Rob and team. Uh, thanks for taking the questions. Morning, Jeff. I guess, uh, morning. So uh, first thing, uh, the dividend from MSC was uh, pretty significant this quarter. Um, you know, was that uh, solely from this quarter or was there some, you know, kind of extra cash in there from previous quarters, you know, during the pandemic when uh, maybe the um, – Guys over at Hush Hour being a little more conservative and holding back the cash. Um, I, I can answer that question. Um, thanks for the question. So the cash I received it is a bit of both. Um, you're right. So they they held that cash uh, for most of uh, 2020 in light of COVID. Um, there is a surplus there, and uh, it's, it's about a mix of both. Um, we are certainly uh, happy to have received the five million dividend. And uh, there is signal that there will be um, potentially more dividends uh, this coming year. Um, but, but it is really quite dependent on the, the situation in Argentina with respect to COVID. Um, certain things right now in terms of the operations uh, look like they're all, all back in order. Um, but we sort of remain on, on hold there with respect to further dividends uh, for the rest of 2021. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then switching gears to gold bar, um, you know, obviously the cash costs were quite elevated in the quarter. Um, I, I assume the, the plan is, is that as grades ticked up and, and uh, stacking rates tick up over the remainder of the year, we should see uh, cash costs come down. I know you're not giving specific guidance, but it, it, is it best for us from a modeling standpoint to assume a gradual decline? Yeah, hi, Joe. This is Peter. Um, yeah, you're exactly right there. Hello? Yeah, you're exactly right there. Um, 
you know, we are working to uh, work through that strip we talked about last year. We're getting through that, releasing ore and uh, and uh, looking at opportunity ore and including the, um, the expiration uh, stuff you heard earlier. Uh, so uh, we're working towards the feasibility and, and beating the feasibility. Okay. And then one final one, if I could, on Gold Bar. Um, you know, from what we've been hearing, there's a lot of people looking to buy operating assets in Nevada. Is that something you would consider selling, or do you guys consider it kind of like a flagship of the company? Um, every asset has a price. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're always open to suggestions, but we think... Um, our property in Nevada is large. It's on a trend where there's some major mines just above us. Um, and we don't think there's a cost of the exploration potential there. We think there's room to grow that, that deposit and our Duncan project significantly. So we have to put a sweet number in front of us. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. As a reminder, to ask a question, press star 1. Your next question comes from the line of John Charles Tomazos from John Tomazos Very Independent Research. Your line is open. Uh, Rob, congratulations on the life extensions at Gold Bar. A good updated statement. Concerning the PEA for Black Fox, uh, directing the question to Peter and Steve, I don't understand why it's a PEA when the mill and tails and processing is you know, very well defined. Uh, how much money would you have to spend to upgrade the gold resources uh, to determine the precise size and shape of stopes, the mine development layout, resolve any uncertainties about uh, top cuts or drill density, for it to be a feasibility study. How many holes, how many dollars would that be to have a more certain mine plan? I'll start, uh, Steve. Um, hi, John. Sounds like you're on the team already <laughs> in, in in the room talking. Um, yeah, those are all uh, big questions, uh, and I think that's that's the reason why we're a PEA and and combining you know the three um, you know really good project areas in the district. Uh, it, it was quite a challenge to assess the trade-offs and, and what order we could bring things in and what permitting. And, you know, we did a big gap analysis to identify all of that. So we're right in the middle of uh, running the cash flows now and uh, answering all those questions. So can't really report there. That'll come out, uh, obviously, with the PA. Um, but we plan to fast-track right uh, to an FS and potentially in some cases, uh, if we can see a clear enough line of sight uh, right towards uh, project development and, and early production. And that, that, if you recall in the past calls, was was our objective to see if we could identify um, a pathway there. And, and we, we like uh, the stock west deposit 
um, and we like uh, accessing um, the Great Fox area through uh, the Gibson decline, and, and that's what we're trying to uh, respond to and answer. Um, at Great Fox, there's a lot of drilling uh, has been done, but again, up you know above 400, 500 meter level. So there's a lot more to do, um, and and uh, that that will be one of the outputs from uh, the PEA. Peter, let me try another way since I'm an honorary member of the team. Um, the year-end reserve for Black Fox was 14,000 ounces. We all know there's more gold there. Since McEwen has bought the project, there's been innumerable uh, over one-ounce assays, often half a meter or a meter narrow. How much money do you think the property merits to drill tightly so a QP calls it reserves? Yeah, I'll pass that to Steve. I, I, I can add to that too. Yeah, I, I guess um, specific to Black Fox, what I would say is that, um, as you'd be aware, uh, we do get some very uh, high-grade drill results, uh, but the ore at the same time is is very very nuggety, and um, we expect that uh, in order to really be able to um, identify and, and and seize on that potential, that we we need to undertake a significant program that probably gets our drilling centers somewhere between. Uh, between five and eight uh, meters to try to overcome that the negative uh, nature of the ore, and uh, uh, we can kind of confirm what that drilling is from uh, more immediate access points. But the longer term potential of the property will require um, a significant amount of drilling, uh, of which we haven't put a final number on at this point. We're, we're really just initially trying to target accessible areas and drill them with a density that satisfies us that, that we would reliably converting them into, uh, into reserves. So five to eight meters is an impressive goal. That would certainly define the size and the shape of stubs. Thank you. That's a correct. I concur with Steve, and uh, you know we've we've uh, moved. We're in the process of moving the production team to Froome, and that way exploration can uh, go about carrying out the drilling and and work needed without the pressure of production uh, on their backs. And um, you know we like the west flank, we like the deeps, and you know is there a potential connection to Froome? So uh, um, we're uh, we're still going to be advancing this that project and. Uh, and hopefully uh, coming forward with a, a better understanding that's uh, mineable shapes and higher grades uh, achievable. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. Mr. Rob McEwen, I'm going to turn the call back over to you. Thank you, operator. Thank you, everyone, for joining the call. And... Uh, Looking forward to uh, further exploration views and our CEA coming out of Timmins. 
and uh, I'm moving on lots of business. All the best. Have a very successful day. Thank you. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.